Hello and welcome to the Trading College podcast, where we look to bring you some of the most thought-provoking ideas about trading and what you could do to improve your trading. Hi everyone, Raj here from Trading College, just with another episode of the podcast. And for this one, I've managed to rope in James again. It's been a while since we spoke to you, James. How's it going? Yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. Hi, everyone. Good, good. So um, literally, we're going to discuss a couple of things in this podcast. Just first of all, our general feeling about the markets at the moment and what's going on in the markets. And then the second half of it, we're going to discuss a little bit about like how we can help struggling traders and what we've helped to do struggling with struggling traders, you know, both on mentorship and PTC and just general traders overall. So uh, let's let's kick off. So James, how, how are you feeling about the markets at the moment? What have you been looking at? What's been going on with you? How are you feeling? Uh, I, I'm happy as a day trader. I'm happy because the, the volatility in the market, you know, mm. um, I'm I don't know. Positions short in the in the Nasdaq and one in the DAX. I wish I had a few more, but um, but yeah, I'll I'll get into a few more over the course of this week. I, I mean, monthly, long long term, they're all looking short. Everything yeah. looking short. Yeah, I think we've had a couple of new momentum triggers on the on the indices on the monthly charts. I mean, yeah. Dan was laughing at me because I've been going short for. I don't know. It feels like the last five months now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a record. Yeah, it's de- it is. I think genuinely this is a record for me. Like, because I've I've been trading the weekly four hours and yeah. with some dabbling on the one hour chart. Yeah. But, but yeah, I've 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 gone in on the the Dow and taken profit. I've gone in on the Dax and taken profit, and my new one is on the S and P. So nice. I've I've done them all now. So yeah, I, I mean everything long long term is looking is looking short. I mean Nasdaq monthly we're only on a we're close and confirmed momentum trigger on the. Uh, on the monthly for last month, and uh, it's coming down. There's enough space between moving averages that could that could come right down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, historically speaking, like when when I've analysed the bear markets, you know, the dot com bubble, the COVID drop, and the great financial crisis. Yeah. Normally, you know, some of them have lost like have lasted like you know a couple of years before. I think it was the dot com bubble that lasted like quite a long time. Yeah. So you know, potentially, yeah, we do have a bit of space, but. Um, I, I really, I really think that longer, longer term, once everybody's adjusted to this new in, in in interest rate environment and whatever else, and we get those turns on the momentum trigger, the storyteller indicator, yes. and the MACD crossovers and things like that, I think you know we we need to we need to prepare because this is a big old drop, isn't it? This is this is a this is a nice drop, this is, uh, but it's, it's needed. Look how look how extended we've been and. Uh, for, for so long in in the marketplace we needed we needed a pullback yeah i don't know about you but the most common thing with me especially with euro dollar and the downside is everyone asks me like you know like not like i never know the answer but they say to me how much lower can this go this has been going on for so long now and everybody's been cutting and taking shorts and taking shorts and taking shorts that they think that if they take the next trade that it's overextended you know, so I don't know how you deal with that, but for me, I just say to everyone, just take the signals as they turn up, and then if they work, they work. You know, and just just work on your psychology of that individual trade. But so, but, but, but what about you? What, what do you think? What's your take? Well, to be fair, on the euro uh, euro uh, dollar, I just yeah. and on the last swing, we're only we we passed the seventy six point four on a Fibonacci level, so I think that there is still more room for downside. There is a little bit of divergence on the on the monthly chart on the mm-hmm. storyteller, 
but we are still red. We are still going down. Yeah, I think like uh, the the obviously because you're you're part day trader. I know you day trader. I'm, I'm really so. I'm really a day trader, that, and I try and hold my positions on. But yeah. if you have a look at the day, the daily, the daily is same short. So do you trade the mean reversion trade, the reversal trade of the shorts though? Like if it's that short, like GBP USD and Euro dollar. Uh, if uh, if it goes, uh, what do you mean? If it goes green on the daily? Yeah, if it does go green, do you try and jump in for those those retracements? Yeah, of course I will. That's if, brave, though, isn't it? Because um, if I'm day trading, I'm normally on the one hour, five minutes in line with the daily. Yeah. Even if it's sometimes it's not in line with the daily, I might just take my bias from the one hour, which is great. I'm here to make money, rush, and that is the bottom line. If everything lines up, I'm keeping a percentage of my position on and going for a bigger trade. That's all I do. I make it that simple. If it's uh, if the daily, uh, hourly lineup, I'll take the five minute trade. If the daily and hourly lineup with the monthly, I'm keeping 20, 25% on of that trade. Try yeah. to start to break even and then I'll just manage that trade on the daily. Yeah, but then do you ever um, adjust the risk to rewards if you're against the trend? Uh, if I'm against the trend, if so, if the daily's uh, long and I'm going to do a, a quick scalpy short, yeah, I'll take all my money at one point five ish percent or oh. you will entry targets. Cool, got you. Okay, yeah. So that that that's I think that's the same. So the, on the on the euro dollar longs because it's such a short market, you know, you you you'll have a realistic risk to reward rather than try and trade a massive reversal Hollywood trade, right? Yeah, no, I would. Um... I, yeah, I would have a realistic um, target, and to be perfectly honest, on that target, I would be half position size anyway. So normally, if I'm, I don't know, ten pounds a pip, I'd only be at five pounds a pip. Yeah, uh, I'm just feeding my greed, really. And uh, if you're a new student, I wouldn't want you to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense because, like, really, in hindsight, and we all know hindsight's a wonderful thing in trading. You know, we we would want to compound on that trade like four five six times over the last few months wouldn't we of course so unfortunately for me on the on the nasdaq and the dax i have had you know i've had my three-week holiday yeah i've only just getting back into it so i haven't really traded so yeah i've only got one position open on nasdaq one on dax at the moment yeah because i remember when we were in I the six yeah. <laughs> yeah because i remember when we were in the ball run and like everyone used to say to me, it's so easy to trade stocks. Like, you know, all you've got to do is click the buy button. At the end of the day, you know, you still got to manage your trades, compound them, et cetera, et cetera. But with this one, with Euro dollar and GBP USD and dollar yen on the long time, you know, we could say the same thing. It's easy because all you have to do is click the sell button, GBP USD and Euro dollar and click the buy button on dollar yen. But the fact is, is it is scary to do that if they just keep going, isn't it? Of course it is. And, but my, my theory is at the moment on some of these markets, uh, just take the trade until they stop working. Yeah. But that that is my. I mean, I'm because of the day trader. I'm I'm out of my trade with eighty percent of my money. And my risks are, uh, break break even anyway, so I I've got no risk left on that trade. So if I need twenty percent to run for two weeks or five weeks or ten weeks, it doesn't matter. If it knocks me up in the next hour, it doesn't matter. It's, mm. I've stuck to my plan. That's it. I think the biggest, thing for, the biggest thing for me would be um, I would look at monthly uh, Fibonacci levels. Mm -hmm. 
I'd look at monthly uh, EMAs. I would look at um, level ones and level twos in the wrong direction, and I'd start banking some there. Um, but at the moment, we haven't seen any of that. We're in momentum to the short side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, when we get those turnarounds and things start turning green and whatever, we'll we'll, we'll act accordingly at, at the time. But the fact is, is that they're just not, are they? But at, at the moment, we're second month into momentum triggers. Raj, you know, they, they can last for eight, 12 months. Yeah, oh, man, can you imagine? Can you, uh, you know, it's hard to fathom, isn't it? But yeah, it can, it, it can happen, yeah. My biggest kicker would be, if I can't stay in the trade that long, and I never, st- <laughs> I, I'll probably pull up too early. I, I know it. I know it. Yeah, that's the, that's that's where me and you differ. I could sit in a trade for years. Yeah, I, I, it just bore me. I would just be, I just be bored stupid. I don't understand. Like, I, I, this is what I say. It's like you're getting paid for doing nothing. I'm just like walking around the house and like talking to you lot, and you know, no, I know, going to the gym. Like you get paid for doing nothing. You, you, it should be, it should be easier than it is. I don't. Understand. Oh, it should be so much easier than it is. But you, I'm sat here in front of my computer and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I, I felt that now, and I'll pull it and. And probably two weeks later, kick myself. I did the same in uh, last year. There was that um, was it tax at sixteen thousand? Yeah, that yeah. I went short. Why did I just stay in a bloody trade? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Never yeah, mind. I know. I know. I think uh, it's a different different psychology, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah. All right. So the basically the, on the second part of this is like um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I, I had a couple of people who have spoken about struggling, but gone over the hill. So in, in your mentorship specifically, and I suppose PTC as well, so there are two flagship products for those of you who don't know, but like if, if for example, you've had a run of, let's say five, six bad trades, you know, which is, it can be normal. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, depending on the frequency of how much people trade, that can be a very normal thing. Like what, what generally do you say to people as a coach to, to get them over, you know, that slump or like, what, what do they need to do to get over that slump from your, from your perspective? I still do my trades in groups of 20. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's something I've always done since I was a student. Yeah. It just seems to work. Yeah. Um, I like can go over all my trades and all my groups of 20s. And yeah, you, sometimes you will have six or eight losing trades in a row. It, listen, it can happen. Anything can happen in the market, but as lo- as long as you know over time that you're making a profit and winning more than you're losing, there shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Like, so psychologically, are... psychologically, it's hard, though, isn't it? Yeah. So these groups of twenty. Do you do it? Do you look at the the last twenty trades, or is it a new set of twenty every time? New set of twenty every time. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Because like that, that's something that's uh, a lot of people would be interested to know, because if it was just your last 20 trades yeah. and let's say you, you won, you know, you won 12 and then you lost eight, yeah. that would change the last 20 completely. But if it's brand new and you're starting again from zero, every 20, you're going to look at, you know, across the board. Exactly. exactly. And I don't think about a group of 20 that hasn't been more than, I think, 
Uh, August, so August go, go best case and worst case. So what's the worst and what's the best? I, I think it was uh, 11 loss to 9 win in August, but I still made a couple Yeah, of, you're still a profit, yeah. Still in profit. Um, and I think then that, uh, the January before last, I think it was about the same, about 10-10. Nice. But normally it's about 15-ish. Yeah, 15 winners, five losers. Yeah, it probably a, a bit more than that. To be fair. Yeah, I mean, when, when I've been testing this stuff on the funded accountant program, I was doing the hourly level ones. Oh, listen, Raj, if, you, yeah. if you've gone to the... Um, I, I did the morning session this morning. Yeah. What's the morning session? Yeah. Uh, oil, tax. We were talking about crude oil and tax. They, they did it excellently. They, they yeah. just worked. And there was a four-hour, um, four-hour level one or two uh, long on the crude oil, and one short on crude oil on the hour, and they both played out. You nice. made money on both those trades, and what did my students do? Nice, yeah, exactly. I think they're very reliable strategies. I think so. On that one, over over the last ten days or something, I managed to catch five of them. Sorry, seven of them. Two, five winners, two losers. Right. And, and just like consistently, when I looked at, I then looked at the last 20 of those, and I think it came up with 12 winners. So consistently, it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty well, it's a good performer on the hourly chart, actually, hourly versus five, five minute chart. It's, it's hourly, performer. You do hourly five minutes and use the hourly as your bias, especially when there's volume in the market. So between, uh, I don't know, six in the morning and about past nine, and then the night past one and Four-ish, 4.30. Mm-hmm. Brilliant strategy. My yeah. Probably that with a Porsche, my number one strategy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's uh, that's that's great. I think um, like if, if we keep going consistently with that. So then going back to the actual question then. Yeah. So with, uh, with a student, I don't know if you've got anybody in mind or whatever, that's just been struggling and then you, your job to get them over that hill again. You know what? What would what would be the so the first thing is to, to go over do the twenty trade challenge again, yeah. yeah. But but it's slightly different when you're a student. So when you're a student, you need to do I don't know twenty momentum triggers in a row, or twenty level ones, or level twos in a row, or twenty Porsches in a row. So you know you've got the strategy one hundred percent correct. Uh, you yeah. also need to do a little bit more back testing because if you if you haven't done a back test in the first place, you haven't got the confidence just to press the button. Uh, and that's where you need to be. Um, what I find is if you're struggling a little bit and you hesitate pressing the button, uh, you're too late into the trade. You're not yeah. going to get your risk reward. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, going, so, so going back to that demo then, is it just to keep practicing the process? I, I don't like going back to demo accounts. No? Um, no personally, no. Um, it means nothing to me. There's no pain. Hmm. Um, and that pain means a lot to me personally hmm. um, because it makes me stick to my rules. If I didn't have pain, I just press the button, press the button, press the button. Now I'll look for a trade, and if there's no risk reward, oh. I, I'm not taking that trade. I'll move on to something else. I'll wait for the next setup. I mean, I've got a curveball for you here because what? obviously we have all kinds of students. What yeah. if you have somebody that doesn't care about money because they don't feel that pain? I, I have had people that 
you know, don't mind losing. Like they, they generally, you know, if they lose a ten grand account, they'll put another ten grand in. And also, even on the lower end of the scale, like somebody has a two <laughs> account, they'll put another two grand in. So, what do you do about that when they're actually just not that bothered about losing a bit of money? That that that's a that's a very difficult one, Rod. Yeah, because they're not going to care if they win either. Um, <laughs> it needs to be process driven in that case. Uh, and honest answer, you've got to make them stick to the rules. They have to stick to their rules. And if it's not money that motivates them, it's um, you've got to challenge them in another way. Yeah, definitely. So I'll give you one <laughs> one um, person that I worked with who was a bit like that. And what we did was, uh, you know, obviously you have to be a bit creative as a coach, don't you? So I, I had to think of a game. So we turned it into a game. Yeah. So can you take four trades where you just don't touch them, no matter no matter what the outcome is? That, yeah. That was well, something. I've I, I spoken to a few, well, a few people last weekend this week. And touching the trades when you're in the trade, mm-hmm. just because trades go in the against you if you've got your stop loss in and you've got a target in and i'm not saying profit target now i'm just saying target where you do something mm-hmm. you are not allowed to touch that trade until it either stops you out or hits your target if you that is base the basic 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 part of trading for me do mm-hmm. not play with your trade being in the trade longer doesn't make you wiser no um but Play, play those games. Play, uh, challenge, uh, challenge yourself. In your mind, why is that so tough for people? Why do why do people like mess around with their trades, even in a winning position? I I, I don't know, Raj, but we need <laughs> conversation as well because I said about fifteen minutes ago that I know I'm going to play with my Nasdaq trade in a month or two. I know I'm going to play, with it, <laughs> and I'm probably going to pull out of it because it will bore me. Well, and, uh... if you're going to day trader that's harder yeah yeah as, as leaving it for the swing i've already made my day's money it's yeah. different yeah um, but isn't that what that makes this game interesting isn't it that that side of what you just said of course it is and everyone's different aren't they they've all got their own limitations everyone yeah that's what makes it interesting i think it's um you know, it's one of those things where if we get all the people interested in different things and being able having strengths and weaknesses of their own, you know, like, you know, I don't really like day trading, I'll do it, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not my favorite thing in the world. So the swing trading makes, makes more sense to me. But when I'm day trading, I fiddle about with the trades and I move the stop losses and, and that's, I, I don't, that should be easier because they're shorter. But when I'm swing trading, I don't. I can I can leave a trade for months when I'm swing trading, but when I'm day trading, I can't I can't manage to do it. I just have to mess around with them, or I take profit too early, and I'm you know working that out. You know, is, but then does that is that just us understanding our personalities? Like why are we why are we good at that? Why are we better at swing trading than day trading, or day trading than swing trading? Possibly is, but you've pro- probably got a threshold, and you see a different uh, amount per pip on a swing trade as you do on a five minute chart. Yeah, a amount on a five minute chart, and it means so it means more to you if you're day trading. So you are going to mess with it because you're not used to it. That's all that is. Yeah, that that's also yeah, very true, very true. Drop oh. your drop your place down again and, and try it. 
Yeah. So then, if, if there is somebody listening to this, if there is somebody listening to this, and you can kind of they've they've just lost their their last five trades, and you you want to give them a bit of advice, you know, and and to get them over that hill into next week or the week after, you know, what what would you say to do? Uh, you need to go back to basics. Yeah. You need to stick to one strategy. Your favorite strategy. All of uh, everyone's strategy is slightly different. Um, some people like momentum triggers. Some level ones to whatever the strategy is, just stick to it to the best of your ability, and stick to it for the next twenty trades. Uh, lower your pip size a little bit uh, for twenty trades. Um, if you're struggling, because it just means if you're struggling, it just means your pip size might be a, a little too high for you right now. Doesn't mean that it's going to be too high for you in a few months or yeah. a few years. You will obviously uh, grow as a trader. Yeah, um, I think that 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 would be my my bit as well. Is I, I think I normally say to people is forget about the money, forget about the risk, forget about everything, and just follow the process for twenty trades. Yeah, follow, think... follow that process, and you will. As long as you don't play with trades, mm -hmm. you will. Uh, you, you you should make money. If you do not make money, maybe have a word with the coach or or get hold of us saying that I don't know when the the live lessons, and see if we can help a little bit. But, yeah, because um, it, it will probably be you and not the strategy, because we all know the strategies work, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no. So great. So obviously, you know, in a, we've we've got a few things coming up. We've got mentorship day coming up. Obviously, the next PTC day is in Manchester. So we've got a good few events coming up. So anybody who's listening, just obviously sign up and turn up to one of those events. And also on the course front, you know, we've we've got Lee's Day Trading Academy, which is going quite well, very well. Um, obviously, later on in the future, we'll have the Swing Trading Academy and the Funded Account Academy. We've got a lot of good things going on with Trading College, haven't we, James? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot coming up. The, the education here is seconds, and I keep saying it, and I know I'm biased because I'm part of Trading College, but, but there's so much education, and you can get hold of any one of us most of the time. Mm, definitely. I'll send them all to you, James, to keep you busy, all right? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, James. It was good speaking to you, and uh, and yeah, like we'll we'll catch up and do another one of these soon. Definitely sounds great. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you'd like any more information, please visit tradingcollege.co.uk. We have lots going on there. We have loads of free events and lots of places for you to look for any information you could possibly need about your trading journey. <laughs>